You're listening to Fundraising Radio, a podcast about fundraising for early stage startups. The major rule that we follow here is no bullshit on this podcast. No music to relax you, no advertisements of our sponsors. We only talk about fundraising here and nothing else. So let's jump into the episode. And today's a guest speaker. We have Brandon Meyer, founder at Level Up Ventures. And today we'll mainly focus on how coronavirus will be unfolding for the founders. So how should founders act during this coronavirus? How should they reach out to investors? What should they pressure while talking to them? How should they present their reaction to coronavirus? And so on. So Brendan, let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself and on Level Up Ventures. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I've been an entrepreneur for about 10 years. I've been a founder on both sides of the table of startups as well as uh, two venture funds, the first being Quake Capital, uh, which is an industry-leading accelerator program. And I most recently founded Level Up Ventures uh, back at the beginning of last year with a little bit of a different approach to mitigating risk to the companies that you invest in by uh, helping them fill out the remainder of the round while they focus on the growth of the business. Mm -hmm. So basically you are focusing on making sure that, you know, those companies that you're investing in will get full up founding, right? Funding. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to protect when you're a smaller fund, um, it's important that you protect you protect your investment. Right, and right. And especially if you're not really set up to do even follow-on investment or have enough dry powder, if those companies, as you had mentioned with coronavirus, run into a wall, um, sometimes they need that extra dry powder to continue to move forward. Or forward. And so microphones have to be very strategic in how they invest their money. Um, and that's why it's also important to see other other players or other people that are in the round um, see that there's enough dry powder in there in case this company runs into a wall and to make sure that your money's protected. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you make sure that it's working? So how do you make sure that you're actually able to raise money for those companies? So are there like some uh, big network um networks of VCs that you have, or is there something special about it? No, it's it's typically um, something that makes it a lot easier if they do have uh, pre-existing investors um, that are around, so you end up kind of coming in as a co-investment. If you're not coming in as a co-investment and coming in with first money in, um, one of there's a few different factors that you're looking at. Looking at. You want to also make sure that they have some sort of uh, runway, whether it's personal runway or they raise some friends and family or they, they have some early traction that your money's not just going to be out the door in a few months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Understood. You have so- to have enough, enough, enough time to essentially try to work and execute on helping fill the rest of the round, which mm-hmm. is typically with other warm intros on the investors end in their network. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's talk about coronavirus now. Um, 
what do you see is going on, especially in the pre-seed funding stages? So I've heard uh, and I've seen some data that's you know, showing that most of the capital is really going into more mature companies as investors are more you know, scared of investing in early stage because now that's even more hectic than it used to be, uh, it's just way too risky for some investors to do that. Uh, what do you see is going on in this you know, pre-seed or even earlier stages? Yeah, I can give you a slight oversight of what I of what I see from locked in my home, just like everybody else. Uh, but I think in terms of like a full scale view, um, that's really a hard picture to paint because, uh, like most people, depending on where they're located in the country, um, a lot of us are working working remote. So what I kind of see just from other companies, whether they're from consulting companies we work with or uh, past portfolio companies is things have really slowed down from pre-seed to seed. You, it, it's a very risky space in general, and it, may, it makes it just with COVID going on, it's just that much more risk, riskier to get involved in uh, a really early stage deal, not knowing how the landscape is going to change. Because whatever's happening right now with COVID, people being locked in, companies trying, you know, at even at early stage, trying to make pivots to take advantage or essentially find other ways to supplement some revenue for businesses, it's really hard to see from a full-scale view how things are going to turn out. So it's just a very risky space, and it's seen a lot of investors slow down um, on making pre-seed to seed investments. And I know for the first few months of COVID, um, for a lot of the early funds, it was a lot of people putting out fires and trying to help their companies from not having to go under. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal number one, making sure that your portfolio does not go under. So <laughs> good point here. Um, but let's talk about the investment strategies and how they changed after the coronavirus hit. So for you personally, for Level Up Ventures, did you change your investment strategies after this pandemic unfolded? So we 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 had actually kind of uh, made a slight pivot where we're not investing right now, and um, we have a platform releasing called FundBetter.io, uh, which helps while being locked in. Uh, it helps uh, vetted startups that are in market um, or might have raised some capital already uh, helps them to get connected to more active investors. So we, we've, we've essentially made a slight pivot ourselves uh, while everything's quite uncertain in today's market um, to releasing this platform next month in September. Nice. I'm checking the website right now. It looks really nice. The website, they, the design is cool. So nice work there. <laughs> and we, we might we're get... Running, yeah, we're running right now. We're running right now. If people sign up before September 1st, uh, their accounts are free until the end of the year. So. Mm -hmm. Nice. For both startups and investors. Awesome. I'll definitely, I'll definitely sign up. And by the way, I'll definitely leave a link to that uh, to the website in the description of this episode. So there is an option for both the investors and the startup founders 
know that like 95 slash 97 percent of my listeners are startup founders so definitely check it out for those couple percent of investors check it out as well <laughs> um and let's move on to the deal flow so on your website one thing that i saw is that you know you're providing a deal flow that people can trust i'm curious how do you source your deal so where do you get that deal from from so i think one of the you you have uh i'll kind of go back to branding um you have a lot of investors in the case that you might know their names because they've been around their their funds have been around for quite some time but a lot of the new ones that come out in terms of sourcing deal flow you're you're really only when you're investing in the fund as good as the people that are managing that and are sourcing companies uh with a lot of these um, these funds not really having much brand recognition we try to do everything from um, events which are now digital, so we do monthly digital events. Um, right now, we're kind of sourcing from all over the U.S., um, mostly in uh, areas where the demographics uh, show a spike in um, startups. But um, outside of those events, like we'll. We coach pre-seed companies, so we, we get to have this unique aspect where we're able to grow relationships with them without um, having it to be all about um, investment in the early stages of those relationships. Um, with Fund Better, Fund Better, we really see, especially if COVID, you know, extends way into 2021, we see it as an easier way that we can build up a great pipeline of quality deal flow. And when I, I say that Fund Better is built uh, is an exclusive community for vetted startups and active investors, the whole part on the vetted startups is you have a lot of platforms out there, um, Semester Success, Gust, DealCloud, platforms that you know any, any startup can uh, hop on, create a profile, and try to get connected to accelerators or other investors or, you know, classic non-investor uh, platform scenario is, is LinkedIn. You get your inbox flooded a lot of times with people that are at the idea stage or, or writing you a three or four par paragraph email that you've never met them. Um, this tends to, at least for me, deter from responding to someone that might be quality company because I've seen so many bad emails or companies at a stage where you're, you really can't help them that much. Um, they, if they still have to do a little bit more work to help themselves. Um, but you get bombarded with this. Uh, so Fund Better is really designed for those companies that have gotten over that hump, whether they've personally funded their business, they have to be in market. We do a site check to see that, you know, the app or the site is of a certain quality. Um, they have to have some sort of traction. Uh, essentially, they have, they've, they've had to have launched their company. Mm -hmm. Got it. So that's basically the definition of a vet startup, right? 
it saves it saves them time and it saves the investors uh, time. And so, mm-hmm. our our hopes are to you know create a much more robust community um, with this marriage between investors, service all the service providers, um, and startups. Right, right. So um, let's talk about those startups that you mentioned earlier, which are like slightly below the level at which they can go to yeah. uh, to your platform. What should they do? What should people, you know, with the so we, somewhat... We actually run... Keep going. Sorry, I was going to say, we actually run uh, a digital pre-accelerator program for companies that are coming to uh, the platform um, that might not qualify. Uh, something I saw early on when I was starting Quake was we would get these teams that were coming out of, let's say, the collegiate ecosystem within the last few years that had entrepreneurial education that might have built their first companies when they were in college. Um, and they, they got this whole, like, unsiloed education. Uh, most colleges typically follow along with uh, Steve Blank's lean, uh, lean startup methodology. For mm-hmm. a lot of others that are coming and starting businesses um, that are meeting corporate America or, you know, they see a certain, you know, pain point that they really want to solve, it's, uh, for a lot of them, it's on-the-job training. For a lot of people that are pitching at the idea stage, you know, people are getting a very, un- very siloed education from TechCrunch articles that they read or, um, you know, a friend might suggest watching this tech video or, you know, reading this book. And a lot of these methodologies uh, contradict one another. Yep. So a, we, we, we built a unsiloed educational track program um, as a pre-digital accelerator for companies that either just launched or are kind of you know, trying to you know figure it out so they're not stuck in this mode of whether it's six, twelve, twelve months, twenty-four months of you know that whole failure to launch. You know, trying to run around, having conversations about this business that they really badly want to exist, but nothing's coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. And where can this? Digital Accelerator be found. And first actual question is, what do you get from that Digital Accelerator? So if a company enrolls in it, do they have to give you some shares or is so it they can, paid? So they, can apply, they can apply on fundbetter.io. There's a section on the site that has a link to our accelerator. And they can apply. They can see uh, all the speakers that are bought uh, in and a little bit of an overview of the program. Perfect. And answering the question about the the payment for the accelerator. So yeah, I actually see the section about the accelerator now. Somehow I missed it. <laughs> and it's still it's still on the website, right? Uh, on fundbetter.io. I'll leave the link to that mm-hmm. as I mentioned. But what do you what do founders have to give out for you know participating on that accelerator? Um, so we just to cover basic expenses, we, we charge a low fee. I think right now we have a, a special like early access for 
um, just under two hundred dollars. But nice. they have access to different sponsor benefits. There's eight weeks of uh, of speakers and classes uh, that are all digital uh, webinars. Uh, so they have access to you know, a lot of different groups of people with a lot of different skill sets uh, to hopefully help them um, find creative ways to get their companies built. Because a lot of people do believe that the only way, and this is this can be true for some, like a, a, a large hardware business. Uh, there are certainly companies where you need capital one way or another to build your business. Um, but there are all these sites and apps you see out there, there are definitely creative ways to get a MVP and at least go through some testing and see the things you know see, see the things that work and that don't work. Um, and even start building up uh, early traction. You can get creative with these things. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, just to clarify, you said two hundred or a hundred? Two hundred. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's a very reasonable price. Um, and yeah, the link is in the description. So let's move on and actually get back to the major topic of today's episode: the coronavirus unfolding for founders. Yes. So, what where do you see the situation with the COVID? Where do I see it going? That's honestly, that is uh, again. I think it's the hardest question to answer. I think that a lot of people have. Uh, their own working theories, um, but right at, as it stands right now, like I, at the start of this, I checked updates on news probably every 15 minutes or so, just to see what was going on, uh, what was getting locked down, what was opening, cases spiking, etc. At the point now, I may check it once a day. Um, nothing is, you know, um, really, you know, opening back up. Nothing's really getting um, better. So, I, at least for 2020, I see it as a wash. Um, for the companies that are currently in market and whether they raised to outside money or they put their own capital in or have friends and family, it's really trying to stay afloat and make it through this crisis. And if there are ways in which they can pivot their business or you know, find an entrance into the COVID market, then great. It's how, how, you know, however these companies can stay alive. But beyond 2020, I, I really couldn't give you any sort of uh, outlook. My, I try. I try to not uh, look too far into the future, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think I think with COVID, it's it's, it's really hard to tell. Um, there's one side of me that can't imagine um, don't, uh, things just going back to normal all of a sudden, and then there's another side of me that's much more optimistic that. They're able to get a, get a vaccine, and the vaccine's great. And um, slowly but surely, we start cleaning up in 2021. But who knows? There's uh, no matter, even when COVID goes away, 
there is going to be this huge disaster um, that was laid in its wake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the country print, printing trillions and trillions of dollars to all the people that have been out of work or um, those just really trying to kind of put the pieces back together. Right. Right. Yeah. Your view is definitely more negative than, than I get used to hear from people in Los Angeles, but I like it as well. Um, so with- uh, yeah, I, I will we'll, we'll take, we'll take, we'll take that because I come from New York City. So I'm not going to have this position. I see, I see. Uh, so with that outlook, what's your recommendation to founders who have an idea right now that they really want to work on, but they realize that, you know, the climate is super harsh. Should they try it right now or should they wait for, you know, a couple months to see where things are going or what's your advice to them right now? It, 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 really, dep- it really depends on what they're doing. If they're If you're sitting at home and you don't have anything to do, like you're out of work and you're trying to figure out what to do next and figure you should try starting a business or a startup. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be an all out startup. If someone wants to target something again, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. So if say someone starts even a simple like mask or glove ordering company, like those things do not have to be venture back and they probably won't be. Uh, But if you're trying to start, I don't know, a new uh, babysitting business online or child, like health, like childcare, that might be something that you think of in a post COVID era because there's just so many like underlying, you know, issues with that. It really depends on what they're starting. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's completely true. And uh, then let's but move on. To- but if someone's bored, if someone's honestly like, bored and they need something to do then it just it, again it might just be, <laughs> sorry you can cut you can cut out this last part i, I was, I was gonna go somewhere but it's like but you can cut out the last part. no worries no worries i think it's it's the highlight of 2020 you know starting a company because they have nothing else to do that's i'm definitely keeping yeah. that man. i'm definitely keeping it uh so that's that's really the summary of this year basically everyone's becoming founders you know entrepreneurs ceos and all that stuff so it's fun to watch uh but let's because move on yeah 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 i mean if they have no job at this point there are not really that many job opportunities there and you know unemployment is still feeding them so go for it you know try it and maybe it's gonna work out um so let's move on to the last question of today's episode, which is a call to action. What's the one thing that you would recommend the listener to do as soon as the episode is over? Um, should I tell you? Uh, yeah, I can answer that. Um, one thing I tell the listeners, uh, I guess, of this podcast to do if they're a very early stage company or they're still trying to get their business off the ground is really do a a deep dive and look at how you can make that company work now in this current environment. Um, right. If, while people are also locked in, something I've also seen often um, getting that kind of unsiloed education is 
a lot of companies and a lot of founders won't really validate their ideas that they have. Even if they're not able to build a platform, you're still able to do customer discovery. And through that open-ended customer discovery, you might learn some interesting aspects about your business that either work or don't work or things that you might want to change. Right, yeah, so it's this, great. So during this time, they have more time to connect. Yep. You can always, you can always take, uh, I'll say that this last part, you can always take the positives from the, the negative. Absolutely. And that's what you really have to do in COVID is take the positives from the negative. You have time to finesse things to really build in the, you know, in the vision that you have. Right. That's now I see the Los Angeles attitude here, you know, <laughs> taking the positive from the negative. Nice. That's definitely a good, good call to action. My call to action would be. I can't have it. I can't have it all in negative. <laughs> exactly. My call to action would be go to the description of this episode. Check out the links that I'm going to leave there. Uh, I'll leave the link to Brandon's uh, fundbetter.io website. I'll leave a link to Level Up Ventures. And also I will leave a link to the event that we are organizing with Make It Studio that's focused on you know, showing people how to bring their ideas from being just an ideas to fundable companies. So go check out the description of the episode.